Welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Titus. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium podcast. I am Jamie. And this is Rob, ranking all of the Roman Emperors from Augustus to Augustus, and this is episode 11 yes. of 83. 83 Emperors. 83. We're doing Titus. That's not bad. Oh, yeah, or for, yeah, Titus. He's got a name that's recognisable. Oh, has he? I was going to say he wasn't a very well-known Roman Emperor. Maybe I'm thinking of Titan. Maybe you think of Titan. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> So he is the second of the Flavian dynasty. Yep, he's Vespasian's eldest son, I believe. Yes, and the first Roman emperor that we are doing, um, that is succeeding his own natural father. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yes, you do. Um, we've not had one of those before. We've had adopted sons, we've had um, nephews, uncles even, yes. but not actual sons. <gasps> Breaking ground here. We are. So new dynasty. New dynasty, the first of the Flavian brothers. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, let's just go straight into it. So, uh, before we do, what, what is, is Flavium their surname? Yeah, uh, well... Is it Flavius or something? Yes, uh, Flavius is the name of the family. So okay. it's the Flavian dynasty. But we'll go into their full names later. Um, okay. Yeah, because they, as always, their names are very similar. So we use yeah, yeah. a pick of certain names to identify them. Right. We're not starting in that tent or in that little grove of trees this week. Oh, I quite like that. Okay. No. We're starting in the Siege of Yodfat. That sounds Jewish. Yeah, that's the siege we that, did last yes. week. Yes. Yes, that's that's the, um, the one on top of the, 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 the hill. hill. Yeah. And Vespasian built it higher and higher and higher, didn't he, to kind of yes. build the ground up, but they built the walls high with chickens, yeah. as we discussed, yeah. or yeah. geese. Or geese. Yeah, it's that siege. Oh, cool. We're, we're jumping right into the action yeah. with this oh, one. Yeah, oh, wonderful. Um, Vespasian is about to break through, and the Jewish population know that it's all over. Yeah. Forty soldiers sit in a cave under the city, awaiting their doom. One man, the commander called Josephus, yes. suggests suicide in order to go out honourably. Hmm. Yeah. So the group stand in a circle, and they count round the circle. Every third man would be killed by every second man. Oh. And it would just keep going round and round and round the circle until only two people were left. Guess which two. Titus? No, Titus isn't there. He's oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, his younger brother? No, no, neither of them are there. Vespasian? No. These, oh, no, these, these are the are Jewish, Jewish aren't they? People. Sorry. Yes. Um, uh, Jesus? <laughs> No. No, it's just, this is in the 70s, wasn't it? So. Yeah. This is the um, <laughs> the commander who suggested the game, Josephus. Oh, yeah. I'm with it's, you. So they go round and round until only the commander, Josephus himself, is left with one other person. So despite it being purely by chance, you'd think, Josephus actually gets to the end of this. Mm. Very clever. Mm. And what do you think he says to the other man? Kill yourself. No, he says... Actually, should we not kill ourselves? Should we just give in to the Romans? And the other man looks at all the dead bodies surrounding them and goes, yeah, okay. I like the idea of one person's like actually dead and goes, hang on a second. <laughs> Oi. You know, there with a sword in his side. <laughs> you going, promised. Come on. 
Yeah, so this in mathematics is known as the Josephus problem. Oh. Where if you position yourself in a circle, count round and eliminate someone after a certain amount of numbers, where mm. do you need to stand in order to survive till the end? It depends on how, how many people you've got, I guess. And it depends how many you count yeah. and all sorts. So there is some suggestion, suggestion that Josephus was very clever and organised this so he would survive. Or maybe he just got very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then um, they go out, they surrender, and Josephus meets Titus, surrenders to him, but then becomes Titus's friend and advisor later on. Oh, okay. Yes, remember, Titus was one of the first ones over the wall in this siege. Oh, yes, and we said. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we're just starting with Josephus because, and there is a reason for this, he is our primary source on quite a lot of what we're saying today. Ah. And he was a Jewish commander who defected to the Romans during the siege we discussed last week. So if he's a friend of Titus, he's perhaps not going to be that unbiased, is he? He's no, he's quite... the best we've got, though. All right, that's fine. Yeah. It'd be fair, we've had Suetonius, haven't we, for quite a while? We have. We've still got Suetonius. Oh, good. For this episode and next episode, and then no more Suetonius. No. I'm going to be really sad to see him go, because he's a bit ridiculous at times. <laughs> right, okay. So, let's go to Titus. Let's look at his family. In fact, let's not, because we know his family. Yeah. His father's Vespasian. We talked about it last week, so we're not going to talk about his family too much. But just a reminder, he, his family was a lowly equestrian family. Yeah. But they rose rapidly um, until the time of T- Titus's mm. birth. Because his uncle rose quickly, didn't he? Yes, his uncle was doing well, and then his father was doing well. And then Titus was born in Rome, in a very mm. small, dark room probably on the 30th of December, 39. Hmm. Yes. We know it's a small dark room because Suetonius said you could still go there and visit this very day. But I'm guessing he meant to this very day, the day he wrote, rather than yeah. this very day. So about almost yeah. 2,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a small dark room, apparently. Ooh, okay. Quite the tourist attraction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the, what you've done with the walls. Yeah. His name was Titus Flavius Vespanianus. That was his name. Yeah, carrying on that family name. Right? Yeah, so everyone calls him Titus in history. Sorry, history dog's barking. Yes, he does that. He had one younger sister called Domitilla and a brother called Domitian. Now, I know Domitian eventually becomes the emperor. Yes, he does. All through this, I'm not really going to talk much about Domitian because we're going to talk about him next week. Yeah. But just imagine him standing in the corner every now and again, just looking daggers at Titus. Was he a bit jealous? Just a... Every time I mention that Titus has done something, just just pan the scene over. Yeah. And there's there's Domitian like wringing his hand slightly. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like a bit of tension. There's yeah, there's a bit of tension. Ooh, good. Okay. Okay. As a child, Titus became friends with Britannicus. That sounds familiar. That's because it's Claudius's son. son yes. yes. He's the one that died just as he was becoming eight of age. Oh, we'll come to that. We will. Yes. So Britannicus and Titus. Really good friends. They're educated together. They study the arts. They study um, oratory. They mm. they get on really well. And this yeah. really helps um, Vespasian because that means he gets closer to Claudius and Narcissus, remember. He's good friends with him. Yes. Yeah. One day, a man came to predict Britannicus' fortune based on his appearance. Like, you've got a good nose there. You're going to do well at the chariot races next week. <laughs> or streamline. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a good job, wouldn't it? That would be awesome, yeah. You can yeah. say whatever you wanted. But they used like to do readers. that. What was it called? 
especially back in Victorian times. Oh, um, where they studied the the head size and stuff. Yeah, and whether they had a monobrow to see if they were murderers oh, or something. Yes, I mean... <laughs> oh, the names escaped me. Again, we'll listeners, shout louder, yes. because I'm sure you're doing it. Last time we were talking about that building with the dome, the oh, Pantheon. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> and, and weirdly, as I was listening to this podcast, I was shouting it at the podcast, <laughs> it's a Pantheon! <laughs> so I did what you told me to. Yeah, yeah. That's, I feel silly now. Right, okay, so. The man took one look at Britannicus and then turned to Titus and declared that Titus would actually succeed the throne. Ooh. Which I can only imagine there was a stony silence after that. <laughs> but fortunately, Britannicus and Claudius were not Caligula or Nero, no, no. so didn't murder him on the spot. Good, good. Yeah, that's that's what I like to hear. Yeah. Right, Claudius died in 54 if you remember, and Nero took over. But Titus remained good friends with the ousted heir. That's good. That is good, apart from the fact that you know what happened to Britannicus next, don't you? He becomes well dead. He does. He was killed until he was dead. <laughs> and Titus, before he died, went to visit Britannicus and had a lovely meal. And in that meal, Britannicus came quite ill, but didn't die. You remember this? This was the um, the poison. Yes, it is. Um, he, they, they poisoned his food, didn't they? They tried to kill him, but didn't quite kill him. Yeah, this is where Nero then runs off and starts poisoning a whole yeah. farmyard in his bedroom with the yeah. duster. <laughs> the go- yeah, the go to the thing, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, they just wait until they get the poison strong enough. And apparently Titus is there in that meal and oh, takes wow. a sip out of the drink that oh, kills Titus. Really? Why? Oh, sorry, that kills Britannicus. Titus becomes really ill but doesn't die, because he didn't have as Ooh. much as Britannicus. Okay, that right, straight away, I'm thinking, Titus isn't that intelligent. His friends just drank something, he's fought, collapsed on the floor, his jaws <laughs> dissolving, <laughs> frothing at the mouth, turning blue <laughs> and green, and he's going, oh, that's like a hell of a drink. <laughs> Let me try that. Look, maybe, look. Oh. Maybe the panic made him thirsty. <laughs> oh, this, this is stressful, I need a stiff drink. Try, try him out. <laughs> yeah. It's a hell of a stiff drink. <laughs> I only assume he drank before Britannicus. But, yeah, hopefully. But, but maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he didn't. So, his best friend is dead and he's very ill, but eventually he recovers and from an early age seemed to show skills in military arts, poetry and oratory. Okay. So he's doing quite well. Hmm. His early career, from 57 to 59, he was a military tribune in Germania. So that's that first rung on the ladder. You yeah. go to be a military tribune before you can start doing political stuff back in Rome. Now, in 60, possibly, he went to Britannia as part of the reinforcements to the province after the Boudicca revolt. Oh, yes. Where you got the Messini tribe to yeah, fight. Yeah. So he's part of all that, although not necessarily in the battle, maybe just providing more troops after. An advisor. Yeah. Although they didn't lose too many in the battle itself, but they did lose lots on the build-up to the battle, That's didn't true. they? Yeah. In 63, he returned to Rome and married oh, yay. to Aracina Tatula, and then she died. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> How soon afterwards? Um, a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe a year and a half. Yeah, Aww. really not long afterwards. Um, so he got married again um, to Marcia Vanilla. Do I need to write her name down? I wouldn't bother. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, her, her family were closely tied to opponents of Nero. Um, I briefly mentioned the Piso conspiracy under Nero. Yeah. It's why he started setting up the treason trials yeah. again. So her family got caught up in that. So Titus divorced him. Him? <laughs> Scandal. Um, <laughs> her, pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah, around this time, he yeah. reached the rank of Quaestor. So he's rising up Ooh. that political chain. 
his dad's got good connections at this point, so it's all looking good for him. Especially Excellent. when, in 66, the Great Jewish Revolt began. Ah. Yes. Terrible news for lots and lots of people, but for Titus, this is great. Because he has to show off his skills, I guess. Yes, because Vespasian was sent out, if you remember, to deal with the problem. Yep, Vespasian. On his Vespa, and he takes two Vespas with him. Yep. Because Titus is his right hand man. Excellent. Yes. I want a third now to have a red, white, and blue Vespa. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure why they have to be red, white, and blue. No. That's the best way. It's like, a bit like the minis in the Italian. Yes. Job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, maybe they just took the red and the white one. That's quite Roman, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. And the green one. Oh, I could take a green Italian. One. Yeah, yeah, let's go for that. Green. Right, right so. A spacing on the red one, <laughs> Titus on the white one, they took the green one as spare. And they also took 60,000 troops. I don't think they got Vespers. Or <laughs> the rest on that one little green Vesper at the end. <laughs> yeah, piled up Hang on! Inverted triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine the two at the front turn around going, that's fantastic choreography there. <laughs> Wonderful showmanship. Round of applause. Okay. Right. <laughs> Getting quite surreal, but I like it. Right. Vespa. No, I'm just saying Vespa now. <laughs> Vespasian falls out with Musianus, if you remember. I'm <laughs> yeah. still laughing at the name. Yeah. Um, and it, Titus was sent to negotiate and does really well. And this proves Titus has some, some good charming skills. A bit of charisma well, he's, in him. He's got that oratory. Yes, yeah, he's got that good background, hasn't he? Um, so Musianus sides with Vespasian. Then the siege of Yodfat happens, which yep. we discussed in detail last week. Titus was possibly the lead in that sneaky attack near the end, where they went over the walls and slit the throats. They probably had daggers in their mouths whilst they climbed. And that sounds really dramatic. Covered in black paint and. Sounds, sounds like you know that um, really amazing film Troy. <laughs> yes, really I good. Do. <laughs> it's a bit like that where they break in, you know, near the end. They uh... sent the horse in and they break out and let the others in. You know At what, nighttime. I honestly don't know if I ever got to the end of that film. Why would you? <laughs> I, I think I did by mistake. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, I do want to watch. You remember Alexander? The awful Alexander oh, film. The one with, um, oh, what's the name? Really bad actress in. She's on the front with the bow and arrow. Oh, no, no, that's Arthur. Oh, that, oh, gosh. That's Equally bad. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just listening bad historical films. Yeah. Now the Alexander one where, um, is it Colin Farrell plays Alexander? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my well, goodness. I, I'm listening to Life of Alexander podcast by Rain Camp at the moment. I bet they use that as a good source. <laughs> but they mention it quite a lot. It really <laughs> makes me want to watch it again because I watched it once and went, this is awful. <laughs> but now I want to watch it again. Excellent. I just think it's awful. Anyway. anyway moving on. Moving so on. They, they, they fought the city. <laughs> and this is where um, Josephus was taken prisoner, that guy from the oh, start. Yeah. yeah. So Titus meets up with him, says, I'll take prisoner. Josephus says, don't kill me, I'll be a good friend and I'll write lots of history that will survive for 2,000 years, mm. so you'll be known about. And people will like you. Yeah, and Titus went fair enough. Um, doesn't say whether Josephus was one of the captives, captives that were thrown into the Dead Sea or not. Oh, I remember, yeah, I, yeah. I just listened to that. But yeah. who knows, maybe. So at the end of 68, the entire coast and northern part of Judea was taken by the Romans, and Titus generally does well during this period. He's by his father's side, things are looking good. Good. Then the year of the four emperors. Oh, yes. That's the, the end of 68 to 69, wasn't it, really? Yes. Or 69. Yeah, there was only one city, really, to take at this point. Jerusalem itself. Take yeah. Jerusalem, you pretty much squash the revolt. But the year of the four emperors happened. So Vespasian hears that Nero's committed suicide. Like I said last week, he halts. Yeah. 
And he sends Titus back to deal with Galva. Yes. Now, what I didn't mention last week is, is this also a potential trying to become Galba's heir by Titus here and Vespasian? Because remember, there was a lot of discussion. Who's going to be Galba's heir? Is it going to be Otho? Yeah, because Otho really wanted it, didn't he? Otho wanted it, and there were quite a few who thought maybe they could get Mm. it. So maybe this was Vespasian's play at saying, Titus, go over there. Do whatever you did to Musianus. Politicking for position, isn't it? Um, and yeah, maybe maybe something will happen. But as we know, Titus got halfway there, realised that Galba was dead. <laughs> Otho and Vitellius were fighting each other. He goes back to Vespasian saying, oh, it's all gone off over there. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, I don't want to go over there. They're killing each other. Um, <laughs> For blood. <laughs> so Vespasian is then declared emperor, as we discussed last week. Yep. He goes off to Egypt, and this is where the story splits, because Titus is left behind. Ah. Yes. So, whilst Vespasian goes off and does what he did last week, yeah. Titus stays in Judea, and Alexander is sent to be his second-in-command. Alexander, remember, was in charge of Egypt at the time. Yeah. And he was the first one to declare Vespasian as emperor. Bad film? No, no, different Alexander. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> I haven't seen that film. No. no, I don't think there's a film about this Alexander. It would be a bit boring. All right. Apart from the scene where he's on the green Vespa getting to, to <laughs> Titus across yeah. the desert. Anyway, they head off to Jerusalem for the Siege of Jerusalem, or at least one of the sieges. This is the Siege of 71. 71. Yeah. Now, I know that Jerusalem would have been very heavily protected because it's a very highly religious place for a lot of people, even back then. Especially back then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. Don't worry, we're going to go into this in detail in Vidius Maximus. It is our Battle of the Week this week that we seem to be doing recently. <laughs> um, so all I'm going to say for now is the Romans set up outside the city. Yeah. Josephus is sent in to try and negotiate a surrender, but that fails. And eventually the city was taken and sacked. Oh. That is the short version. Okay. <laughs> I'll go into more detail later. And then Spoiler. his troops declare him emperor on the field. Uh, oh, on the f- as in a fighting? No, as or in you are the emperor. But Daddy's Emperor. Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. A little bit awkward. Imagine going home for, for dinner the next week. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Bit of news. <laughs> uh, apparently I'm the Emperor. No, no, I know I'm not the Emperor, but I was kind of told these, I was. Yeah, these 60,000 people behind me with all the sharp pointy swords yeah. kind of say. Yeah. But, I mean, this is the theory. Is why Vespasian put Titus in charge is so, at the end, he wouldn't turn on him. And it works, because Titus... Aww doesn't turn on his father. That's nice. Although, on the way back, he stops in Egypt and took part in a religious ceremony, and as part of that, he wore a diadem, and that news gets back to Rome. So there's stirrings in Rome. Titus is coming back, he's going to take over. Don't forget, they've spent over a year of emperors just, like, revolving doors. (laughs) Yeah. So people are a bit nervous about this, but he comes back as quick as he can, possibly to reassure his dad, and just goes, look, look, dad... I'm not trying to take over. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I don't want to be emperor, but I am the heir, right? <laughs> yeah. So he arrives back in Rome in 71. He was awarded a triumph, along with Vespasian, if you remember last week. Yep. They had their shared triumph. Um, and then he was declared Caesar by the Senate. Ah. So by this time, and it's kind of started earlier, but by this time it's really cemented that the title Caesar is given to the heir, a bit like we've got the Prince of Wales. All right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Augustus is the now the emperor's title. So Caesar's yeah. the heir. During this time he holds seven consulships. 
Wow. Yeah, during his father's reign. And more importantly, he was appointed Praetorian Prefect. So he's Head in of charge Thrones. of the Praetorian Guard. That's a good way to like, kind of protect yourself, though. It's like, get your family to be there. Yeah, instead of having a Sejanus or someone yeah. like that, or an Infidious. Yeah. Just get your son to do it, who's less yeah. likely to kill you. And However... We know, and we know that families didn't kill each other in Rome, so... No, no, flawless all plan. families got on really well. Yeah. This is where you pan to the side and you see Domitian staring at Titus. I think he's been staring for quite a while now. He has been staring for a while. He, he, he wasn't even given a vest, but he just had a push bike. <laughs> oh. Followed him around. I, I think by the time he got his seventh consulship, he's just, he decided to develop a twitch by then, just like twitching violently. <laughs> yeah. Every time he saw him or heard his name. <laughs> so, Titus, in the role of Praetorian Prefect, does not develop a good name for himself. How come? His reputation suffers quite a lot, because he's got to play the bad cop to Vespasian's good cop. Uh... Any hint that there is trouble brewing, Titus cracks down on it sharply. He's not afraid to execute people. Okay. He also, at this point, takes on a lover. Ooh, a female. Well, a lover. Yeah, female in this case. Um, I don't know why I said that. I, just, <laughs> I was trying to say in a sexy way, a female lover. I don't know why. He, he, yeah, he started having an affair with someone. But the thing is, it was a Jewish queen. <gasps> yes, it was not a local woman. Yeah. It was a barbarian queen. Yeah, because I've just been fighting with them. Yeah, um, obviously he met her over there. And as we know, foreign queens don't go down too well in Rome. As in Cleopatra. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people don't like it at all. And, yeah, he, he gets a bad name. People start associating him with all the worst qualities of Nero. The, the partying, the being silly, the not taking things too seriously, apart from certain things that he takes too seriously. Is that true? Was he a bit of a executing? Um, it suggested that he was a little bit, yeah. Then, in 79, in hmm. June 79, Vespasian died. Oh, yes, he yeah. Yes, he died. And Titus was declared emperor. First son to succeed a father, as I've already said. Yeah. So, many people were fearing a new Nero. Yeah. And everyone kind of took a breath and went, oh dear, well that was a nice ten years, wasn't it? Here we go again. Unleash hell. Yeah. Two months in, Mount Vesuvius erupts. Oh, that's near Pompeii. Thousands were killed. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, because people think it's just Pompeii, but it's not, it's Herculaneum as well. It is Herculaneum, and we'll two talk cities. more about those two in Successors Ultimus. Brilliant, because I'm going there. Yes. I keep saying that, but I'm going yeah, well, there. That's exciting. Yeah. So this is the opportunity that Titus needed, um, and it shows the public that he is not a Nero, and he does a really good job at helping people out. So Titus visits Pompeii shortly afterwards to see what can be done. And Aww. helps to fund rebuilding in the area, helps to provide money for people who were thrown out the That's area. That's really nice. He does everything he can for them. Then, a year later, he goes back to the area to see how everything's going. Yeah. While he's gone, Rome is set alight. Oh, the Biggest dear. fire since the Great Fire of 64 when Nero was there. Which yes. he definitely didn't do, yes. but it made fantastic room for a new palace. Yes. I'm not sure whether Nero did this one. Probably not. Probably not. Although there are still people knocking around at this time claiming to be Nero. You remember That's I said true. that people claimed to be Nero for quite a while? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was one of Nero's impersonators. Came oh, like Unless it. Nero really did survive. Oh, it's a massive conspiracy. And it, and it was actually him. Every fire since then in Rome, it has been Nero. Yeah. I think that was one a couple of weeks ago, wasn't there? Yeah. Nero. God. Yeah. Insatiable. This one, Agrippa's Pantheon... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know that building we forgot the name of? Yeah, yeah. was burnt down. But it's made out of concrete. 
Yeah, but you know, like, was it rebuilt? Yeah, it was rebuilt um, afterwards. I'll discuss yeah, when yeah. it was rebuilt. But yeah, that um, you know how on the front of it it says a gripper built this. A yeah. gripper was here. Um, <laughs> that's not actually true. He wasn't there, and that's um, not even quite to the same design as the original. All right, no, but it's still got a gripper's name on it because yeah. whoever built it, he was like that. Hmm. I won't say who just yet. Nothing to do with fact that I've forgotten. <laughs> right. Um, so that, the Temple of Jupiter and the Theatre of Pompey also suffered a lot oh, of wow. damage and loads of other important buildings, not to mention countless homes of people as yeah, well. There's so, wooden homes, not marble homes. Yeah. Although, don't forget, Nero did put in a lot of legislation afterwards and widened the streets to try and stop fires being quite so bad. So hopefully that hmm. helped. Nero rarely gets the credit for that. Well so, done, Nero. Yeah. So it could have been worse, this, without Nero, despite the fact he started it. <laughs> so similar to um, the Great Fire of London. Afterwards, they, they built houses in London. When they built rebuilt most of the roads, they put them back just a little bit. Yeah. To stop fire catching. And they said things like, you know, don't use flamethrowers in your wooden houses. Yeah. Stop using oil to varnish your walls. Yeah, and, uh, and then, then smoking afterwards. Yeah, it's just a bad idea. It is. Yeah. When he heard about the fire, this is Titus again, he said, I am finished. Ooh. Yeah, bit bit morbid. But he then sold a lot of his own property to help rebuild Rome. And oh. when the temples were rebuilt, because they looked a bit bare and empty, he donated lots of his own private artwork. And I say his own private stuff, this will be stuff that he's spent years stealing in Judea over <laughs> years yeah. I imagine but yeah it's his own stuff that he gives out so he's very generous giving oh. things out so he's doing that trying to rebuild when a plague breaks out oh plague yes plague we really don't have many details on this at all all we know is it killed a lot of people it's a bit plaguey it was a bit plaguey lots of people died but mm. not great so this is all within about a year and a half oh my oh yeah decimated yeah, it's it's not great. But good news, the Colosseum was finally finished. Oh yay. Yeah. I'm sure that's what we all thought. Yeah, well they did actually. They loved it. They had a hundred days of games. Wow. Third uh, of a year. Yeah, hundred days of games and these were uh, wild animals fighting, gladiators fighting, the Colosseum could be flooded to have sea battles. So they did that. <laughs> they flooded the bottom. Bring in the bring in the killer whale. <laughs> yeah, they reenacted Claudius on the killer whale. It was always a firm favourite with the fans. That's a bit, the fact they could flood it. That's that's an engineering genius back then. Yeah, to do it's that. amazing, isn't it? That's phenomenal. really amazing. Um, he also at this time opens the Baths of Titus, so he does that. And then the very last thing he does as the emperor is say, "There you go. Here's the Colosseum." After those hundred days. Oh. Yeah. He then goes on a bit of a holiday. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, he goes off to his, um, his family's territory. Although Titus was born in Rome in the south, his father was born in the Sabine territories. So okay. he heads off towards there, and he falls ill on the way. They get there, it's, he goes to his father's old villa, the very villa that his father died in, oh. and said, I'm becoming a god. Oh. Yes. And he starts to feel really, really, really ill at this point. It's looking very bad. And he realises that he's about to die. Oh. And I quote here from Suetonius. It is said that he pushed back the curtains, looked up to the heaven, and lamented bitterly that his life was being taken from him contrary to his deserts. For he said that there was no act of his life which he had cause to repent, save only one. And then he died. Oh. So he essentially said... I don't regret anything about my life apart from that one mistake I made. And then he died. What was the mistake? No one knows. 
Oh. So I think he is winning best last lines. Oh, definitely. His father's was quite good. Yeah. I'm becoming a god's great, but I I regret nothing but one thing, and then he just carks it. That'd be like if J.K. Rowling died on the penultimate book. Yeah. (laughs) And didn't finish it. There's there's quite a few theories. Yeah, well, they're going to be, yeah. What this is. Um... Some theories are that um, he didn't kill off his brother Domitian when he had the chance because he'd spent hmm. the last couple of years trying to get Domitian to be nice and all Domitian yeah. does is stare at daggers at him. Oh. Another theory is that I shouldn't have had that affair with the Jewish queen. Yeah. Um, Mike Duncan, who did the History of Rome podcast, yeah. brilliant podcast, his personal theory is that he once forgot an umbrella and he got wet one day. And that's his one regret. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is my personal favourite. I like that. But I don't know. What do you think? I think one day he went out. Um, he's, you know, he's doing a tour of the streets. He's got his horses in the chariot. He's cheering, waving, doing the whole hand thing. He looks down. Odd sandals. Oh, odd sandals. He's got a brown and a black. That's, that's my one. That's a good one. And someone laughs at him. little child goes, hey, you got the wrong sandals on. He's going, damn. I think he wanted the red Vespa and not the white Vespa. <laughs> And that's his mistake. He's, his dad gave him a choice. Choose which one do you want, son? You can have the green, the white, or the red. Well, I'm not going to have the green, Dad. Well, of course you wouldn't, son. I'll have the white. No, no, wait! Too late. Yeah, best facing was like that. No, no, you said it. I've got the red one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one with flames painted on the side. And <laughs> yeah. Look really cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who knows what his mistake is? I My personal theory is that he does not have a single um, mistake that he made in his life. He has no regrets. But he knew that his dad had a famous last line, and he thought, I need to better that. So he just came up with something that people would talk about for thousands of years. Did he have an heir? Because he he might know that Domitian's now going to be the emperor. Yeah, no, that's another theory. That's my theory, my theory. Okay, that's your theory. My theory. Okay. I'm now a historian. So there you go, that's his life. That's, That's quite nice. It sounds like it flashed by. It sounds like it was quite a short tenure, like, it like is, a, well, he's, a year, but I think it's obviously a bit longer than that. Um, he's the youngest um, to die since Otho. Okay. We've had a few old ones. Um, but, yeah, he, we, there's not much on him, and he didn't no. reign for very long at all. Most of that was pre, pre-reigning. pre oh. So, not a long reign, but let's see how he does when we rate him. Fightius Maximus. Right, this week, the Siege of Jerusalem. And then we rate him. This, this is what he was famous for. This is obviously before he was the emperor, but he earned his stripes, shall we say, yeah. taking the, uh, the city of Jerusalem. Mm. So in 70 CE, Titus led four legions to take the last and major stronghold of the Jewish revolt. Yeah. In the time that the Romans had been spending, with all their attention focused on the year of the four emperors, yeah. the Jewish population, what do you think they were getting up to? Uh, revolting? I oh. guess they would, because I guess the army would have been more not being focused on as much, so they were they were pushing back a bit more. I guess you, you'd hope, wouldn't you? They were. You'd well, hope that they'd use that as a way to band together and fight the Romans, but yeah. no, they fall apart internally oh. completely. Um, wow, it's a bit like if a country had made a big decision, <laughs> and then some of the political parties ruling that country were just starting to you know have inner fighting. Is it sort of that sort of thing? Yeah, it's almost as if you take over a country and take away its form of government, that yeah. you get lots of infighting in that yeah. country, yeah. and the whole system of government collapses. Yeah. Topical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I mean, you've got lots of infighting yeah. going on, 
even in the city itself, you've got three major factions. I'm not going to go into the details of the infighting because we just don't have time. That's fine. But all you need to know is that the food stocks in the city were destroyed. Ah, uh, okay. That's a bit like shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, and closing your... hard back then because you had a bow and arrow to do it with. Well, because, yeah, well, yeah. You get someone else to do it for when you couldn't, you wouldn't be shooting yourself. No. Yeah. To, to me, that sounds like you're shooting yourself in the foot and cutting your other foot off. Yeah. The sword. Yeah, at the same time. Oh. Yeah, it's not a sensible thing to do when you're about to be sieged. No. No. Anyway, this is what the Romans have to do. So we can get a sense before we start. Right. Right, you need to imagine a city. Now, this map is going to be on Facebook. Right. I advise you to go and look on that. If you're driving right now, just get your phone out, look at the map. Yeah. It's... Keep one hand on the wheel. You don't want to completely yeah. break the law. Be, be, be safe. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And put the beer down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Put it in the nice little cup holder they provide yeah. for the beer. Right. The city of Jerusalem right. is on a hill right. which has three sides of cliffs. Yes, it's quite well... It's yeah. got good sort so of defence. So, on three sides of a city, you've got cliffs, and on the north side of the city is the sloping hill. So it goes further and further up. So really, the only way you can get into the city is from the north. Okay. Now, the city itself is split into four main sections. And these sections climb up the hill. Yeah. A bit like Minas Tirith in Lord <gasps> of the Rings. But yes. no way near as impressive, because that's just far too impressive for real life. Um, now, they don't go perfectly up the hill. They kind of leg down yeah, round yeah. slightly, but for your imagination, just imagine that. Okay, at the bottom of the hill, so on the outside of the city, was what's called the New City, because it's the last thing to be built. And this was protected by the outer wall. Yeah. First wall you're going to have to breach. Now, once the Romans had got into there, mm. they would then have to try and either go straight to the top, mm. because you could go straight to the top, because these sections sort of curved round. Yeah. So you could try and get straight to the top, or you could go through the temple section of the city as a sort of stepping stone to get to the top part okay. of the city, which we'll call the upper city. Yeah. So is that kind of in the middle? Yeah, that's in the middle on the side. West side or east side? Uh, street then. East side, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, right. So... The fourth section, which I've not mentioned, is once you've got past the temple, going mm. down one of the cliffs is what's called the lower city. That's really not very important. And if you get to the temple or the upper city, the lower city is easy to take. Right. So we'll just focus on those three main parts for now. Okay. So just to reiterate, you've got to take the new city, then either head to the upper city, that's the hard route, or yeah. through the temple and then to the upper city. Okay. But the temple was protected by the Antonia Citadel. Okay. So it might seem easier to get to the upper city, but you've got to get past this huge tower to get through there. Right. Once the upper city falls, that's it. The city's gone. Yeah. And you succeeded. So that's what the Romans need to do. Okay. Right. I'll also quote here from Josephus. Many towers, 35 feet high and 35 feet broad, each surrounded with lofty chambers and great tanks for rainwater, guarded the whole circuit of walls. Ninety being in the first wall, that's the outer one. Ninety? Ninety. Goodness me. Fourteen in the second, which is the bit where that citadel is, and then sixty in the third, that's the bit that 
guards the opposite. Wow. Yes, this is well protected. The whole circuit of the city was about 33 stadia. That's about four miles yeah. to go around. Four miles. Goodness me. Yes. It's it's a tough nut to crack. It, it is. It's like it's like trying to crack and open an almond with a pair of cocktail sticks. Yeah. Well, fortunately, the Romans didn't just have cocktail sticks. They would have failed miserably. <laughs> they would have done. Just scraping at the mortar. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I need a new right. stick. Okay. This one broke. So, Titus. Here we go. Yeah. Let's siege that city. He goes forward with 600 horse to check out the city beforehand. Let's make a little bit of a plan. And then they were surprised by a band of Jewish rebels. Yeah. Titus had no armour on at this point. He wasn't expecting a battle. He no. just went up a hill to have a look and went, oh, what should we do? And all these people suddenly attack him. Apparently, um, darts and arrows were Ooh. raining down all over the place, and he narrowly avoided death Ooh. and managed to just about escape. So it's not a good start to the siege. No. Romans start the siege a few days before Passover. Jewish festival. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. They're, they're probably likely going to... Well, I doubt they'd stop, but... Yeah, it's, it's basically when is the most inconvenient time yeah. for the population for us to siege, we're siege then. Mm. Um, at this time, obviously, a lot of pilgrims are heading to Jerusalem at this time for the Passover season. A lot of people getting in. A lot of people getting in. And Titus, yeah. he's a nice man. Of course you can go in and pray. <laughs> What's that? You want to come out again? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so the city's getting fuller and fuller and fuller. What I don't get... Mm. There you are, you're on a road... Okay, you've waiting all your life to go to Jerusalem. Yeah. You're on your pilgrimage. Yeah. You're looking forward to it. Yeah. I get that. You turn around the corner. There's a huge Roman army in the way. Um, what are you gonna do? You're gonna turn back. You're gonna turn back. But no, apparently people don't. Apparently people go. Excuse me, Mr. Roman. Do you mind just moving the army to the side? Yeah. I'd like to go and pray. Okay. And then when the Roman emperor laughed, well, he wasn't the emperor then. The Roman general laughed yeah. and went, "Of course you can go in." They went in. <laughs> yeah. Did he laugh while kind of sharpening his knife? Like, I've always... In my, I've, the place I've always wanted to go is Australia. Second to Papua New Guinea. I was, you know, rainforest, that kind of thing. I always want to go to Australia. Don't know why. How if is I, this if going I landed, to link? Because I've, <laughs> okay. if, if I landed in Australia and it was... that There was, I don't know, a group of uh, Hell's Angels there on bikes with clubs and knives sharpening them. And I said, can I go in? And they said, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> I'll be on that plane getting away. So what you're essentially saying, if Mad Max happens yes. in Australia, yes. you wouldn't go and visit? No. No, I wouldn't either. And this is... I don't understand why they went in. But That's stupid. In they went anyway. I'm sure they soon regretted it. So, the fighting starts. Now, the main fighting took place attempting to take the third wall, obviously. That's the only wall yep. they've got real access to. And they try and take the new city area. The Romans use rams in three separate places. Again, yeah. I think battering rams rather than goats but it never <laughs> does make it clear um, i hope it's goats yeah just brand the goats <laughs> need more goats whilst they're doing this the the jews come out suddenly and attack the romans surprise attack the romans weren't expecting this um the romans seem to always underestimate the the jewish fighters for all of this um, and the Jewish fighters always seem to be able to surprise them. Yeah. So they come out, and the Romans have to retreat quickly. Titus, at this point, apparently killed 12 men personally wow. and managed to escape. I think that's what's called sucking up by Josephus. <laughs> but yes. He was so, so brilliant. Yes, he was. Right, by May the 25th, the outer wall was taken. Ooh, so all those 90 towers have been taken down. Yes, yeah, so at least they've breached the wall 
they've not necessarily taken all the towers, but they've okay. managed to breach the wall. And the Romans pour into the new city area. The defenders only have the upper, the lower, and the temple yeah. sections left. Defenders at this point start to <clears throat> argue amongst themselves again. Yeah. Because they banded together for the siege, but now they start arguing with each other again. Ooh. One faction leader murders another faction leader. Nice. Tensions are very high. Titus, when they pour into the new city, says, don't burn anything down. Mm. Why do you think that is? Because they'd be trapped. Yeah, I mean, there's a few few theories. Maybe he was respect. just a nice guy. Yeah. Maybe it was respect. Maybe Passover. he just thought, oh, look, there's lots of nice houses and shelter. <laughs> we could stay and don't burn them down. We could be here a while. Yeah. 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 Okay, at this point, the defenders suddenly rally again. Again, the Romans underestimated them. Pour out and fight in the streets in the new city. So you've got this street battle going on. Okay. And then you've got the wall of the upper city and the yeah. wall of the temple and that citadel. You've still got those walls looking down on this new city area with yeah. archers on top firing at the Romans Ooh. in the streets who are fighting hand-to-hand -hand yeah. combat. So you've got all this crazy fighting wow. going on. Um, the Romans are forced out, and the defenders then have taken New City again, but the wall's been breached, broken down. What are you going to use to plug the gap? Chickens? No, they don't have many chickens. What do they have a lot of? Peep dead bodies. Dead bodies. Oh. Yes. That's like the 300. It is know. like the 300. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so the defenders <clears throat> use the bodies of the dead to fill the breach in the wall. Oh, that's, nice. that's morbid, isn't it? Very morbid. Three days later, the Romans take New City again. So the Romans come well, back and yeah. they take it again. Just because... wait, they rot a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just because... slop your way through. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it turns out wall of dead bodies not as effective as stone. <laughs> so the Romans take it, this time for good. Um, then they start a divided attack. So some of the Romans attack the upper city directly. All right. And some of the Romans attack the citadel that's protect protecting the temple area. Both attacks fail at this point. So Titus orders Josephus to negotiate. Hmm. But the talks don't go too well. Josephus is shot with an arrow. That's not a good negotiation. It's not. doesn't say how this happens. I'd like to think they were already round the table, like sipping on the water it provided, and they just pulled out the minutes for the meeting, <laughs> the agenda even, and one of them just pulled out their bow and arrow and shot him. Yeah. That's like the um, start in Star Wars with uh, Han Solo and the bounty hunter. Yeah, well, maybe it's just like... Just having a quick little comment, you know, a few quips yeah. then. <laughs> Which is different in every version. Mm. Yeah. So you yeah, shot I'm, first. I know stuff about Star Wars. Mm, Are you impressed yeah. on you that? Because in the, in the remakes from, in 97, they made it so that he shot second. Yeah. But in the original, it looks like he shot first, Han. Yeah, well, Han did shoot first. That's well, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Apart from, apart from the guy that made the film. What would he know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> right, where had we got to? So, yeah, um, yes, yes, Josephus and negotiations. Apparently Titus was almost captured at this point as well. Ooh. I have no idea how. Uh, it just says he almost got captured. <laughs> Ooh, so maybe he got a bit too close to the, yeah. the tent. And they almost caught him. So Titus then orders circumvallation. Do you know what circumvallation is? Does that mean like cutting something or circular no. something? Yeah. Cir it's... Like circumnavigate, so going around something. Yeah, it's building a wall around the city. This is oh. a personal favourite of Julius Caesar's. He used right. to do this all the time. If He figured if you're laying siege, 
and you build a wall in around the entire city, then no one can get in or out of that city without your say-so. It's just a perfect way to siege. It does yeah. mean you need to build a huge wall mm. over quite tricky terrain, but yeah. Titus does it. Yeah. It goes all around the city, around the south and the east and the west, yeah. and in the north it goes through the new city. So you've still got some of the new city outside the wall. So this way the Romans have full control over who comes and goes. Yeah. Good. Then they attempt to starve the Jews out, which, considering they destroyed their own food supply, yeah, yeah, it, it works quite quickly. <laughs> it got so bad that Josephus reports that the inhabitants start to turn on each other for food, Ooh. and even reported that a mother ate her own baby. Oh, yeah, not good. I hope that's a bit of hyperbole. I'm sure it is. Because, let's face it, I don't believe anyone would be that hungry. No. No, it's, it's just really one stringy. of those... Babies are really stringy. They are. They are. bits in your teeth. It's one of those propaganda things. It's always good to use ba- babies in propaganda, yeah, isn't dead it? Dead babies. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, even though that's probably not true, um, things things not going well in the city oh. at this point. Um, so some attempt to escape, but because they've got this wall, most of them are caught by the Romans. So anyone caught trying to escape is crucified in full view of the city. And this was done to terrify the rest. It went on till there was not enough wood for crosses. Oh, wow. Yeah, so each day, start of a new day, they would hammer new people to the cross and put them up just outside the walls of the city so everyone could hear the screams of people who were trying to escape. See, I, I would reuse them. What, the crosses? Yeah, take the person down, now go onto this. Oh, yeah, that's a clever idea. Recycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good yeah. for the environment. I'm sure that's what <laughs> right. they were thinking. In July, the Romans attack the citadel again, so they're trying to get the temple area. Yeah. And they take it on the 22nd of July. Ooh, okay. This gives them control of the temple area, which is a stepping stone into the upper city. So at this point, the city's starting to fall, a bit like dominoes. They don't have the temple itself yet, though. So they're in the temple area, but the temple's in the yeah. middle, all on its own. And then it's burnt down on August the 10th. Ooh. Yes. Now, Josephus says Titus did not order this, and it was a mistake. But that's possibly just Josephus liking Titus. Yeah, um, he definitely did. But know. it was meant to be this amazing temple. Yeah. That I, it's the most amazing building in the area. Yeah. So uh, you would have thought they tried to save it, but it gets burnt down. An estimated 6,000 people are burnt to death inside. Wow, that's a big temple. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not a little temple. Right. The Romans then attack the upper city, and they finally take it in early September. I'll quote from Josephus again. Most of the victims were peaceful citizens, weak and unarmed, butchered wherever they were caught. Round the altar, the heaps of corpses grew higher and higher, while down the sanctuary steps poured a river of blood, and the bodies of those killed at the top slivered to the bottom. That's not very nice. It's not very nice. Yeah, so... I'm sorry, death. Death, destruction. Josephus claims that 1,100,000 people were killed during this siege and 100,000 were taken as prisoner. Now, as all numbers in ancient sources, probably inflated, but what we can say is that is a lot of people. That's a lot of blood. A lot of people died. Okay, so the upper city is then finally taken, those last remaining people fall, and the Romans have the city. Hooray! Well done, Titus. Well done, 
glorious yeah. victory. It's a bit gruesome, isn't it? It is. It's kind of ruthless. It is. But then this is the Romans. I mean, mm. they were ruthless. They didn't mess about when they went invading and sieging. They took cities and they didn't do it in a nice way. I think we have to consider that, you know, because I'm, I'm guessing you've quite often a probing crazy as well about, you know, he's quite ruthless with it, but it's of the time. It is, it is. Right, I have here a map that I purposely didn't show you at the start. Okay. Because... I hope it's as good it, as my picture. It would force me to try and explain it a bit better, and those people who are driving and didn't take our advice won't have seen the map. Um, so there you go, there's the map. Explain that to the oh, listeners. Yeah. Um, it's a map. Oh, that, that, oh okay. no, you've drawn it that way. I'll yeah, turn okay. it the same way as you. Um, so at the but at the base, at the bottom, it's like a, it's slightly wider. It's quite long and narrow, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, almost like parkland, lots of roads. Yeah, this then is New see, City here. Then I can see the kind of the citadel on the left-hand side. Yeah, that's the temple. The temples. Then sort of the, the biggest section of the back full of like houses and buildings and... Yeah, that's the upper city. In the mountains, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they've ploughed through each section. The lower city, that bit that's going down the cliff slightly, that fell since they took the temple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's the Siege of Jerusalem. So now we need to start thinking about Titus and ranking him. Mm. I've got a couple tiny points um, <laughs> before we go on. At one point, he had his horse killed from under him. So he got up, he managed to kill another man and steal his horse and then carried on in the battle. That's determination. Is, yeah, that's quite impressive in a battle. Mm. Um, and he took Jerusalem, which was a very hard city to take. Yeah, it was really well fortified. Yeah. Um, he also led that assault on Yafat and also generally did very well in the area under Vespasian. Yeah. Uh, that's, all, that's all I've got, really. What did you do when he's emperor? This was all pre-emperor, wasn't it? Nothing. Ah, see, it's, the thing is, he can do it. Yeah. He chose not to do it because he had, you know, the volcano to sort out. So there probably yeah, there really to... wasn't much time or any need to go to battle when he was the emperor. So oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I think we've got to give him like a special medal or something, an award for what you know. That's a pretty an amazing accomplishment, right? It's something his dad couldn't do. Well, yeah, he's got the Arch of Titus in Rome mm. to yeah. to celebrate this accomplishment. Although the word celebrate after we've just discussed how hideous it was yeah. seems wrong. Yes, but... I killed 1.1 million people. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, um, but I mean, that's what the Romans did. They celebrated well, yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah. So it was. Glorious victory. Yeah, it was for him, and it was at the time. Um, yeah, so. I think my gut feeling is about a 7 or an 8. Because yeah, I'm thinking around impressive. there as well. He did do some good fightiness. Didn't he? And it was quite Maximus-y as well. It was quite Maximus-y. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to go against him. He certainly wasn't an armchair general or anything. He no. He had a job to do and he got it done. Yeah, and and quite cleverly as well. He, I mean, he, he failed one way and he tried again and tried a different approach. So he yeah, didn't give up. Yeah, and I, he was quite young at this age. He was still yeah in his twenties when this happened. I couldn't have taken over Jerusalem in my twenties. Well, I'm still twenties, but you know. No, I tried. Failed miserably. Yeah. Didn't even get to the airport. I know. Yeah. That road closure was awful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what are you going for then? I'm going to go for eight. I'm quite impressed with that, actually. You're going for eight. Um, mm. I'm only going to go for seven. I knew you'd do Because that. it is fine. only one major battle. Actually, no, he did go around quite a bit. He did. Yeah, go on, give him eight. You're going to eight as well? Yeah, it was Excellent. a good siege. Mainly because you said I knew you'd do that, and I don't know if it's <laughs> <worth> be predictable. <laughs> well done. So, that is a 16 for Phytius Maximus. Oh, that's pretty good. Well done. Aprobium crazy. Okay, here we go. Bad crazy. Ooh. 
Um, he thought that a man was conspiring to kill his father, and this is pre-emperor again, this, mm. is, this is Praetorian prefect. So he invited this man round for dinner, and then ordered him stabbed on the spot whilst they were in the middle of dinner. That would make the evening a bit weird, wouldn't it, really? Would a bit, yeah. yeah. Hi, well, welcome, well, kill him. Yeah. So how's your week been? Oh, it's not been too bad. It's about to get a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm really looking for the weekend. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Yeah, so he did that. Um, and he had that long um, relationship with the Jewish queen called Bernice. Or Berenice, depending on <laughs> which is Bernice. 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 <laughs> Said like that as well. Bernice. <laughs> this is my friend, Bernice. Um, yeah, the Romans didn't like that. No. No. That's not bit... crazy, though, is it? No, that's the best unusual. I can do. That's it. That's all I've got. Oh. Yeah. Anything appropriate me? Ah, he killed 1.1 million people. That's pretty... That's pretty... <laughs> You've got that, but like you've already said, I mean, that's all part and parcel of warfare back mm. then. It's, uh, it wouldn't have been seen... The, the Jewish queen thing definitely would have been seen as, mm. as worse. Um, yeah. Well, he doesn't strike me as crazy at all. No, I've got something on the good sane side. Oh, go well. on. So, when he was the emperor, he heard that two men of patrician rank were plotting to kill him. Mm. So, what do you think he's going to do? Kill them. Ah, you'd, you'd think on previous experience. But <laughs> this is what he does. He invited them to meet with him. Oh. Mm-hmm. He then asked them to stop plotting his downfall, and then asked if they'd like anything else instead. That's a direct approach, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, stop trying to kill me. Do you Come want, on. Do you want a horse? <laughs> Two horses, one I've got, each. I've got a villa. Tell you what, I'll give you a villa. I'll throw in the horse. If I do that, will you stop trying to kill me? Uh, I've never heard of that. I haven't heard of that yet, have <laughs> yeah, we? No. I mean, it's like, kill them. No, it's just like... Just stop doing that. Yeah, apparently he just says, look, I'm destined to be emperor, you guys aren't, so don't bother trying. Mm. Yeah. Do, do but, you think he did that with a smile threat of, you know, I know now, I can kill you easily. Ah, well, stop. Because it goes on. Oh. He then sent a messenger to one of the men's mother. Yeah. To assure her that he was okay. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I'll just read these off and then I'll tell you my personal theory. He then invites them to eat with him in the evening, so he has dinner with them. Yeah. And then the next morning insisted that they sit next to him during the gladiator show. And then the gladiators showed the emperor their weapons, as they did at the start, their showing of the weapons. Titus offered that the two men looked at the weapons as well and showed them the weapons. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And then that's the story. That's where it ends. Oh. Yeah. Now, nowhere does it suggest anything sinister, but all the way hmm. through this, I'm just thinking, oh, really, you're trying to kill me. I'm going to send someone to your mother. Ah. <gasps> uh. And then, why don't you come and eat with me? Remember the last person who came to eat with me? And then the next morning, why yeah. don't you come to the gladiator games? And have a close, very close look yeah. at their weapons. Yes. Have a look at this sword. Look how sharp it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't help but feel that everything was done in that manner. That would be fantastic. A very insanely passive-aggressive way of cutting <laughs> someone off. It's like taking post-it notes to the extreme, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say that. Maybe you did just leave a couple of sharp memos on their desk as well. <laughs> Oi, I, I think that needs to go down as now factual. That's just fact. That's what happened. Yeah, you also did that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, and that's not insane at all. That, that shows no. the very same. And the other thing is, his brother apparently, according to Suetonius, was constantly plotting to kill him. <laughs> yes. Oh. But um, he didn't execute him and tried to do his best to get on with his brother. So his brother would come running in with a knife, screaming, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. And Titus would just go, oh, come on. 
God damn it, Sean. It's going to be okay. Put the knife down. Yeah. Right, okay. So, what do you think? He's not crazy at all. No, he's really, really not, low, to be honest. Two, mm-hmm. one, not, well, maybe two for the 1.1 million, I think. I would argue that's slightly <laughs> excessive. I don't know, because he, he, he was just being a general. That's what generals did. He wasn't but crazy. Point, well, I can't even imagine that He many was just people. effective. <laughs> efficient. Yeah. Hitler was efficient. <laughs> Six times more efficient. <laughs> it's not the point. No, um, I'm only going to give him one. I'll give him one, yeah I, yeah, I I agree, I can get on board with that. So he's about the same crazy as uh as um Galba. And uh, no Vespasian, he only scored No, he only scored one. one. Oh did he? Yes, yeah. Galba, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, so that's a total of two for Probium Crazium. Oh. Next. Success Ultimate. Right, before we judge him, we're just gonna have a little bit about Pompeii, because Titus' reign was quite short and I'm padding time. <laughs> but it's interesting padding. Yeah. Um yeah, okay. So Pompeii, as we already know, is the place where the volcano stuff happens. So let's go in a bit more detail, shall mm. we? In 62 CE, so this is back under Nero, yeah. an earthquake shook the region of Pompeii and the wider Bay of Naples. Yeah. Um, this is the first indication that something's going to happen. So yeah. it's a few years earlier. But it's not a massive fault line. <laughs> yeah, so it's... <laughs> Clearly something's going on. But I also, at this time, 600 sheep were found dead due to bad air. So, like carbon monoxide being released from a yes, fissure. Yes, exactly. You know. As I know you, my stuff. You can get a build-up of gas in volcanic regions, and if it's heavier than air, such mm. as carbon monoxide, it can pour down the mountain, an invisible, unbreathable cloud. Mm. There have been cases of entire villages in places, yeah. just everyone dying. Uh, but in this case, it was 600 sheep. <laughs> um, right, it's like, it's like a big filter though, like there gets trapped in all their wall and stops and hit the rest of the village. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why they were there. Maybe the yeah. Romans were really smart. Six hundred sheep volcano defense system. <laughs> yeah, so if this was a film called Volcano or Pompeii, they're both our films, aren't they? Probably. Yeah, no, they definitely uh, are. I don't think. Let's think of a new name. Um, the Volcano of Pompeii. Yes. So this is a film. Vesuvius called... is revenge. Yes, we'll call it that. This would be like the the prologue part where everyone's really happy and it just t- does occasional really loud trumpet kind of end of lost. And then you yeah. see lots of dead field panning over. Yeah. And there's a happy Roman family playing with a picnic. Little child with a little with child a stick. Suddenly dies and oh. no one knows why. Mm. And then it cuts to your hero doing a mundane office job. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that was 62. In 64 CE, Nero was in the area singing in a theatre. Oh, like gosh. he did, yes. This is yet again one of Nero's performances. Another quake hits. Nero sang through it and forbid anyone to leave the theatre. So he sang through the earthquake. He finally finished. <laughs> That's wonderful vibrato, Emperor. <laughs> the peace on that. I can feel it through the floor. <laughs> so, yeah, um... Eventually he finishes, and people politely clap whilst weeping with fear. And um, they all run out the theatre, and it collapses just as the last oh. person gets out. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well done, Nero. You just imagine that as he's still singing, there's looking up to the cracks and yeah. <laughs> A bit of rock's starting to fall down. It's, it's like, like, hurry up, sh- hurry sh- up. Should we leave? I don't dare leave. Don't, don't clap for the encore. Don't clap for the encore. <laughs> There's just one person at the end goes, more, and everyone goes, shh, shh. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Yeah, anyway, so that that's the second clue. Now, eventually, we fast forward to the 24th of August, nine, not 19, I keep doing that, not 1979, just 79. Um, I say August, recent theory is it's actually November. Mm. Because they had different calendars, didn't they? It's not that. They think that there's been a mistranslation somewhere. Oh. And the stuff that they're digging up, um, they're digging up stuff that would have been on sale in November, not in midsummer. Like seasonal things. Yes. And oh. So we think we, there's a theory out there that it could be November. Anyway, it's 79. Mm. We'll say that. At 1pm, Mount Vesuvius erupts violently. Yeah. A column rises into the air of ash and smoke. Now, this has become known as a pillion eruption because... Pliny. Just across the bay are two Plinies. Mm. The elder Pliny and the younger Pliny. Elder Pliny is the uncle. The younger Pliny is the... Um, nephew. Nephew, yes, that's what they're <laughs> called. Yes. So these two Plinies are sat in their house and they look over the bay 30-odd miles away and go, Oh, dear, that looks a bit scary. I'm um, glad we're not over there. Glad we're not over there. <laughs> well, that, that's what Pliny the Younger's obviously saying. Yeah. Because Pliny the Elder goes, oh, my friend lives over there. Oh. So he rushes off to rescue a friend. And he turns to Pliny the Younger and says, come with me. And Pliny the Younger goes, no, I'm not an idiot. No, I'm staying here. So Pliny the Younger stays at home with his mum. Mm. Um, and he just stays there for a while. Eventually the ash comes over and they decide to leave, but then they come back and he survives. His story's a bit boring, right. but he talks about it quite a lot. Pliny the Elder, however, mm. this is the more interesting story. Yeah. He gets on his boat. He was in charge of like all the ships in the area. Um, he sails across the bay and they're getting closer and closer to Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. Going over the water. Mm. All around him, Ashes falling in the sky, yeah. and then red hot rocks of pumice start hitting the water around him, mm. hitting the ship. They have to stop putting the fires out. <laughs> yeah. The uh, helmsman starts saying they have to turn back. This is yeah, suicide. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. But Pliny replies, "Fortune favors the brave." <sighs> yes, and carries on. We'll see how much fortune favored him, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so he carries on. At this point. Pompeii, and he's heading to the near Pompeii, that's mm. near where his friend is, has so much rock falling down and ash that it gets up to nine feet tall. Yeah. It's a huge amount falls. So um, he's buried, isn't it? Yes. Pliny lands um, just a couple of miles from Pompeii um, and stops at a villa as night fell. Mm. And the group could see fires on the mountain, so they could see all the destruction of all these yeah, villages. Pliny goes for a nap at this point. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah, so volcano erupts in a few metres away. It's <laughs> What's I do? Oh, Long I'm day. Pliny <sighs> snored quite a lot. Oh, I suppose you could hear it. Yeah. All <laughs> 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 the rest trying to get to sleep. Oh, I wish he'd stop snoring. It's worse than the volcano. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that is just the snoring. Yeah. yeah. Um... He was awoken when the group realised that they were going to be trapped in this building due mm. to the amount of rock and ash falling and they just mm. would not be able to get out. So they tied pillows to their heads <laughs> and dash out and run across the fields. By this point, they've given up trying to rescue the friend. Yeah. So they're running back to their boats at this point. They get to the beach and they realise that the wind's just wrong for them to sail. Mm. At this point, Pliny collapses. 
We're not really sure why. It could be breathing old. difficulties. It could just be mm. um, had a heart attack due to mm. the stress of everything. We don't really know, but he collapses. Everyone else goes, oh, we've got to go. And Pliny says, just leave me. <laughs> leave me behind. <laughs> and so everyone does. He's like, no, I was only joking. <laughs> Hang on. You could carry me. I'm clever. I've written books. Yeah, so he dies. Oh. Pliny the Elder dies at this point. Um, now, soon after this, and this is the really interesting bit, the column above Vesuvius collapses. The column of smoke and ash and rock collapses. Yes. And a pyroclastic flow tore through the region. In fact, mm. several do. Destroying everything in its path. Now, any listeners who don't know what a pyroclastic flow is, they're fast-moving currents of gas, ash, and rock that travel up to 700 miles an hour, and they can get up to 1,000 degrees centigrade. Yeah. It's just being literally shoved into a furnace. Yeah, it's just insane. They travel at crazy speeds. They're crazy temperatures. If mm. you're in its path, you're dead. It's yeah. as simple as that. Most of the people in Pompeii and Herculaneum were just killed by the flows. Yeah. So those that didn't escape had and hadn't run away, tried to hide in the basement. They were protected by all the red-hot pumice falling down, but as soon as the flow hits the city, they are just cooked instantly. And this is why we've got all those people in those positions, covering their faces, mm. and, yeah, just dying where they fell. I went, went to see the exhibition. They did a Pompeii exhibition in London uh, about two two years ago. Um, I saw some of the... The plaster casts. The plaster casts. Yeah. So, these, yeah, the, a lot of people that got covered with the flow, and they're in the... It's called a boxer pose, where their hands look clenched. And that's because the, he- the heat is so intense, it contracts the tendons in their hands. Oh. And they're just, yeah, covering their faces. There's one of the... You know, trying to protect a child. And yeah. it literally just melts the skin, melts the fat in their bodies. Oh. And they're just encased in hot rock, and they're dead. And then, obviously, the body rots away. And then when they started finding these cavities that were left, they you know obviously filled with plaster and see what was there, and they thought, oh my goodness, it's a person. Yeah, it's and amazing. It's, it's gruesome, horrifying. It's genuinely horrifying. But I'm saying that very seriously. Hugely interesting. It's amazing. As a as a story and archaeologist, it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a place to go. I'm jealous you're and going it's, there. It's a place that's trapped in time as well because they found the artifacts have got things like colanders, which I really didn't know they'd had. Yeah, and they're beautifully artistic with such minute holes in and they have glass and combs and so much stuff they found a loaf of bread that's how we know what Roman bread is like they found a, a very charred <laughs> piece Wild of bread, cocked yeah, bread. just a black yeah. lump yeah. we'll put some pictures up on the Facebook of different you know yes and yeah it's really interesting. interesting okay so that is what Titus had to deal with in the first couple of months of his reign mm. yeah Wow. So literally a baptism of fire. Yes, really literally. Yeah, in, in France, they don't call them pyroclastic flows, they call them burning clouds. Only in French. Mm. Yeah. I uh, burning that. cloud. Yes, that's, that's exactly what they call it. Yeah. Right, okay, so let's go on to the successors, Ultimus. Um, he helped the survivors of Pompeii. Mm. He paid for a lot of the rebuilding of Rome, like I said earlier. Um, he... Not only said, I am ruined, like I, I mentioned, but he also said, no one should be a loser but himself. Oh, Yeah. It's very magnanimous. Nice? Yeah, it is. As I mentioned, he gave up all his artwork to fin- furnish the temples. Yeah. Quote from Suetonius, Titus, of the same surname as his father, was the delight and darling of the human race. That's quite nice. That's, that's quite high praise, isn't it? Yeah. Such surpassing ability had he, by nature, art or good fortune, to win the affections of all men. Oh. He also stopped the treason trials, 
Hey, Tristan's are gone. Vespasian Again. didn't really use them, but they were still on the books, yeah. as it were. It was still You're a possibility. Yeah. Um, and all those informers that used to make money by mm. just tanning on people, he had them beaten in the forum and then exiled. Oh, people so, would love that, wouldn't they? Yeah, informing was no longer a good way to get cash. Uh, after becoming Pontifex Maximus, that's all emperors do, yeah. he swore that he'd rather die than cause another man's death. Which I suppose, <laughs> after causing over a million, you've yeah. probably had enough, haven't He's you? He's filled of his quota, you <laughs> could argue. <laughs> the Arch of Titus, popular destination of yeah. Rome, is there because of him. Apparently he could sing well and play the harp. Yeah. And... Um, he was very good at imitating handwriting. So good that Suetonius says he would have made an excellent forger. Yeah. Which is just a nice, interesting little fact. Yeah, well, fact for you. Yes. Oh, and also, no senators were put under. Sorry, were put to death under his reign. That's so got to be a first. Yes, we must have seen their use. Yeah. Oh, and also he built the Colosseum. We finished it off. Well, he finished it off. Yeah, we mainly gave that to Vespasian, but he yeah. was there for the um, the opening ceremony, the hundred day, the hundred yeah. days games. He organised all that. So yeah, that's that's Successus Ultimus. A lot of links, a lot of similarities between Vespasian, aren't they? Really? Yes. Yeah. They're Honest, they, nice. They feared the Nero, and they just got mm. another Vespasian. So they were they were well pleased with them. They were. They were. Yeah. They ain't ain't sore about that. Yeah, but how successful was he? Because he wasn't there for very long. He, how much good did he actually do? Okay, what are the bads? There's not really any bads. Well, there we go. There wasn't time for bads. <laughs> well, you could say the fact that two cities got wiped out. But that's not his down fault. And plague hit the city. Yeah, but he can't <laughs> stop that, can he? He's not Superman. Yeah, okay. Um, can't him. I would like to give him eight. I would give him higher if... Because you're kind of insinuating that he doesn't last very... Or implying he doesn't last yeah. very long. yeah. That's the only reason I think. I think he could have done more if he didn't die. Um, I don't know. I'm only going to go for six. Really? Yeah. Why? Justify. Everything he does is just a reaction to disasters. And he doesn't do it badly. In fact, he does it well. But what does he do that's actually hugely successful? He didn't have time. The Colosseum. Well, yeah, exactly. But we can't judge on what he could have done. The Colosseum wasn't really him. It just happened to finish at his time. And... I'm going to give him six points for being really good at preventing... Well, not preventing, but dealing with disasters. But he had the flair for it, though. He, he, like, with the Colosseum opening, he thought, well, let's now let's have a big celebration, and at the end of it, this is now yours. That's for the people. That's successful. That got him, you know, people thinking, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you, know, you didn't build it single-handedly, I know that. Uh, but the fact he can react to problems is what you want in a leader, right? Yeah. You don't want to cause his problems, you want them to sort it out. And he did. And all the problems that happened were natural, like a plague... The volcano. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't think he has much in the book of this good thing happened. It's just the Colosseum opened. Okay, yeah, I see that point. Well, he got he got Jerusalem. That's pretty. That's Phytius. That's still that's pretty Phytius. successful. No, that's Phytius. Uh, you've done the points for that. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm willing. I'm willing to go down to seven based on what you've just you just said. You don't need to. You won't give no, eight. no, I think I'll go for seven. So you made a fair point. Yeah, seven yeah. and six. Seven and six. That is a total of fifteen. No, it's not. 13. <laughs> that is a total of 13, then, for Successus Ultimus. Next round. Image of He had a handsome person in which there was no less dignity than grace and was uncommonly strong, although he was not tall of stature and had rather protruding belly. <laughs> His memory was extraordinary, and he had an aptitude for almost all the arts, both of war and of peace. That is... The second to last Suetonius description we're going to have. 
so make the most of it. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be sad when he goes. So it's quite strong, but it's got a bit of a pot belly on him. Yeah. So Jamie is drawing. He's drawing Trying hair. To. And he's drawing... Oh, quite a fierce-looking face. Oh, no, I didn't spot the smile. Your hand was in the way. Okay, right, we'll see how close you are. You ready for the big reveal? Yep. Okay. Doom. Ooh. Ooh, they look like two different times. What does he want? Yeah, okay. So he's got uh, kind of the Roman, classical Roman nose, um, curly hair. He's got quite a round face, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a bit chunkier than I was expecting yeah. him to be. And they're different. Like, there's the second one. So there are two. The second one's more, looks a bit older. Yeah. Not quite a receding hairline, but it seems to be more... Well, yeah, it's receded. Uh, <laughs> he's got shoulders. He's got to have a point for that. Yeah, that's good. And a, and a chin. He's got a quite a, you know, a nice cleft chin. He's got a, quite a square face, almost, in the second Yeah, one. sort of squarey. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not a thin face, is no. it? No. That's fairly accurate, actually. Well, yeah. in a way. It's not too far off your drawing. No. Not too far. You do get a slight air of Nero about him, don't you? Which is yeah. possibly why people thought he might be a Nero. He looks, looks just a little like bit like him. him. Um, without the mullet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what do you think? I'm is not that, that impressed. You're not impressed? that impressed? No, not no that I really. can't say I was hugely when I saw it. I just went, oh, is, is that him? Mm, four. Yeah. yeah, I'll go for I'm four as four, well. Eight. So eight divided by four is a grand total of two mm. for Imagofacious. Ah, well. Yeah. Temple completed. Okay, he reigned from the 23rd of June, 79, right. to the 13th of September, 81. Oh, two years. Yeah, 2.2 if oh. you convert it into decimals. Now, I didn't bother working out what that was because we got our spreadsheet <clears throat> now, but then yeah. I forgot to bring the spreadsheet. So back to using the old phone calculator. 2.2 divided by 40 times 5. That is a grand total of 0 0.28. 0 0.28. It's not a great score for Tempo Completer. Not really. It's a very short time. Yeah, it was short. And everyone seemed to be loving him. Yeah. They really did. And there's a sense of huge depression when he died. Well, I'm guessing when his brother takes over, from what I've heard, I can see why. Yeah. Now... It's, it's just, I, everyone seemed to think, yeah, he's going to be another Vespasian. Yeah. And he's young and like Vespasian. Mm. So he's he could last another 20, 30 years. This yeah. is going to be a golden age for Rome. And then he just caught a damned bug. Yeah. Or did he? <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. There's no suggestion that his oh. <laughs> brother did actually kill him off. But no. all those dodgy looks his brother keeps giving him. Yeah. The daggers. The fact that none of the sources suggest that he was killed by Domitian. Makes me think Domitian just was very good at getting away with it. <laughs> Who knows? Right, let's find out the total then. Okay, so we've got... So that is a total of 33.28. So back into the 30s again. 33.28. So if we compare that to some of our others, that puts him slightly above Nero. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it puts him above Galbo and above Otho and above mm. um, Caligula... Um, but he's below his dad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's too big to below go. Claudius. He's below Tiberius. And yeah. obviously he's below Augustus. So he's, mm. he's sort of middle of the pack, kind yeah. of. But does he have that special je ne César? Does he have a certain je ne César? Right, this is the first one <laughs> in a very long time where I'm not sure. I'm genuinely not sure. I've always had a very clear... Yes, yeah. this is obvious, or no, 
there's no way. I know you've probably edited this out when this goes out, but I just sat there for, a long, for about a good 30 seconds going... Yeah, there was a big pause. I thought I'd best fill the pause, but yeah, I'll edit the pause out. Or maybe keep it in. Who knows? Because he, he did... He had the welfare of his people, which is nice. I mean, a lot of emperors didn't have that. Um, and that's a certain something. You know, he had this certain Caesarness about them with that. He had to deal with a lot. Yeah. In a short time. A lot of big things in two and a half years. Volcano, years. fire and plague. Yeah. And he was described as the darling of mankind. And that's high praise. Yeah. He was obviously well loved. At least by Suetonius. Yeah. <laughs> no one else. No, yeah. no. It's generally seen as being a very good emperor. I just wish he'd who been was, around longer. Yeah, he was cut off before his prime. Which is what he said, pretty much. Yeah. And he also has the best final words in the world. Yeah. Yeah. He, he left the mystery at the end, which, again, actually, that, that, that just wealth in, you know. Yeah. But that's Shenny Caesar, isn't it? He's opened yeah. it up for a sequel there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Titus, the afterlife. <laughs> um, I thought what I'm willing to do, though, is... If we can't, just let's flip the coin. Let's just Should see. we flip the coin? Because I'm let's not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure Should we leave it up to, up to Jupiter, Jupiter, greatest and best? So here's the coin. Second showing. We're not sure. And this time I don't mind either way. I do. I'd probably more sad if he's lying, but yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too though. gutted. You yeah. Know? Okay, here we go then. Here's the coin. Okay. Flipping. He okay. is... Oh, he's off to the lions. He's off to the lions. The coin has spoken. Yeah, well, that's probably fair. I mean, he's not. I think if he just goes to the lion, it should be sort of a quick death. Yeah, he can hold his head up high, can't he? Yeah, while the lion rips through his regular. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to gurgle through the blood. But he's only got one, <laughs> one mistake he made, and that was going to that particular line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, then. Right. Well, that is Titus tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Next week is Domitian, his Domitian. brother. So we're going to find out what his brother was up to at this time. So we've got a couple of thank yous before we end. As always, thank you to The Rex Factor. Thank you to Life of Caesar. Yeah. Podcasts that have supported us and continue to do so. Uh, no reviews this week. No, no we reviews. We've a couple No, we've got our one that won the coin. What yes. I'm trying to do, I've now started getting equipment that would allow me to make a, an actual metal coin <gasps> so I can make them very quickly and send them off. Oh, that is amazing. Mm. How are you going to do that? Use gallium. Gallium? It's a very, it's got a very low, or pewter, very low melting point. I can oh. make a mold of the coin and just Nice, yeah. nice. Start up that forge. I yeah, like it. I like it. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And but thank you to L J Trafford again. Fantastic um, news on your book. You're doing really well. Lots of positive comments as well. Yes. And thank you. Just before we started recording um, <laughs> on Twitter, Wesker at Baby Wesker, who seems to be a little kitten, has somehow managed to draw himself and Rocky chilling. Yeah, nice little drawing. That's a, yeah, it's, it like amazes it. me that cats can draw. Yeah. That but, surprised me. But it doesn't surprise me that, that Rocky gets on with the cat. Oh, well, he gets on with everyone, doesn't he? He does, he little does. Rocky. Right, so thank you to... Oh, I've just noticed he's age two as well. He's a oh, small little cat. Oh. Yeah, we'll put that on Facebook, and everyone can see the joy of that picture. Right, okay, so until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> I, I will actually keep that in at one point. <laughs> Just it. have that at the end yeah. instead of the music. Now the music cuts in. <laughs>
Do you live near a large mountain? Does it keep rumbling? Do your 600 flock of sheep keep dying? Do people gasp and look horrified when you tell them where you live? Does lava keep flowing through your front door? You probably live near a volcano. New governmental advice is to run away. Take your family with you. Run for your life. Are you stupid? It's a volcano. Move away now. Right now. Seriously, move away. If you don't, you will die. This caring message has been given by Titus, the Emperor of Rome. Hi, and welcome to Totalis... Oh, energy that. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalis Rankium podcast. I am Jamie... Sorry. Hi! <laughs> stop laughing. Stop, stop laughing. Sorry. You're going to put this on the end, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's try it again. No distractions this time. Hi! Welcome to... T <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Seriously this time. Seriously.